0: To help out for staying out of the way. So uh, if you're a guest here today, I want to welcome you. We're, we're uh, starting a brand new series today, as you can see on the screen, called Choose to Lose. And uh, if this is your first time, guess what? I got some great news for you. You don't have to do anything with what we're going to talk about today. You can just lean in and listen. But if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you're not so lucky Okay, because what we're going to talk about today, if you're a believer, if you're a follower in Jesus, you know, you're not so lucky, you, you've got to, you've got to think long and hard about what we're going to talk about today. You know, a lot of times when we come to church, we hear what the Bible has to say. It comes in three categories. There's things we like to hear, right? We'd Love to hear it. Jesus, what he did for people. He healed the people. He helped the people. He encouraged the people. He loved the people. We love to hear the messages about that, right? Then there's things that we don't like to hear right? We don't like to hear that. And then there's a third category. There are certain things that, man, we just wish we could skip it, right? I just want to skip over that, you know? And today is a skipper, all right? The whole series we're going to be in for the next three weeks is a skipper. We wish we could skip it, but hopefully by the end of the series, you're going to go, man, I'm so glad we didn't skip that because it really, really was so good for me, and you know what, I believe because it's Mother's Day, this whole series we're starting today, it lines up perfectly because some of our moms did exactly what we're going to talk about, and I'm sure what we're going to talk about today, you felt it at one point or another, and if you ever want to go back and hear, you know, if you wish somebody was here, you know, to hear this message and say, man, so-and-so should have been here to hear this, they needed that, well, you can go to the website and they can watch it okay, online, or you could, you could send it to them on the uh, podcast, okay, just drop it right there in their message box, so you can do that, also our, our, uh, our uh, newsletters on the website too. So let's just jump right in, Jesus pulled a crowd together, pulled a crowd of people together, and this is kind of our theme verse, large crowd, and look what Jesus says here, he says here, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Now, don't you realize, don't you understand now why we would like to skip this? You know, because it talks about losing. Who here likes to lose at anything? None of us do. You know, it's, it's something we, we hate to do. We don't like it. That's why we wish we could skip it. You know, and some of us got a little bit more of an issue. Uh, We're extremely competitive. Okay, we want to win, right? We always want to win. We don't like to lose. Okay, and then, you know, some of us have heard these statements. See, tell me if you've heard these statements before. Winning isn't everything. Ever heard that statement before? Who came up with that statement? Okay, or here's, here's another one. Here's another one. Losing isn't the end of the world, right? Another one. And, and you got to think about, man, who came up with these statements? Losers came up with these statements. Okay, the big losers. They love those statements, winning is isn't everything. But the reality is, guys, not everybody wins. You know, not everybody wins. In fact, the great majority of us fall into this category losers. And we just got to embrace it. You know, it's part of life. But we hate it. We don't like it at all. We hate losing, right? And, and I don't know where it started for you. You know, maybe it was in peewee football. Maybe it was in little league or in basketball. Maybe it was in band practice and everybody was trying to compete for that one seat, you know. Or maybe it was in academics. You were trying to get that, that high rank, you know, and, and that position. Wherever it was, you know in the neighborhood to be the best at whatever it was video games you name it for me it started when I was nine years old this whole idea of winning is really really important you see where I played little league I played with Roger Maris's two sons and they weren't on the same team they were on the opposite team and for some of you who don't know who Roger Maris is He's a Hall of Fame Major League Baseball player. The the New York Yankees retired his number, number 7. Okay, he's most known he played 7 7 Hall uh, 7 World Series he played in 7 times he was in the uh, 7 times he was in the the All-Star game. He was most remembered for his his time that he played Uh, in 1961, if you guys could help me with that and just push play and you may need to help me, I don't know, we're having some issues had the same thing last week 1961, he hit 61 home runs in one season that was the record anybody knows baseball, there's some guys that came along and broke that record right? but they were using enhancing stuff PEDs, right? So it still stands, if you know asterisk, 61, home run record, 1961, Roger Maris. So his two boys played baseball on another team against us. And literally, guys, this is a little league baseball game. We had more than 100 people show up because Roger was there. And Roger's boys were there. And Roger was an intense guy, and his boys were intense boys. Winning was everything. He still had the, the flat top crew cut Roger did, and his boys the same thing, man. He had them like that. And I just got to say, you know, I played for Hughes Supply, and, and, and they played for Florida Pest Control, and we would love to beat Rogers boys. right? You I mean, you beat the Hall of Fame kids. But I said, you know, time went on, it was highly competitive. The kid I played with the most was Rich. He was the the second son. We called him Richie. He didn't like Richie, but we called him Richie. And so it was the last year of of Little League Baseball, and we're, you know, opposite. You know, we we were friends off the field, but on the field, friendship was over. And I remember that last game, it was like a home run derby because we were both 12 and we were cracking it. And it came down to the last inning. And Rich dropped the ball, made an error, and they lost the game. Man, you should have seen his dad after the fact. Roger, i am just got to say, I'm glad I am not a Major League Hall of Fame son. It's not my dad. Because, man, Rich Rich broke down and and just cried and his dad laid into him. And my heart went out to Rich, you know, and I went over to him after the game and I said, hey, dude, I'm sorry, man. And he didn't really want to talk much. And I learned something because every time when you come home, what do people ask you after a competitive event? Did you win? Did not have, did you play hard? Did it go well for you? Did you get any hits? There was one question all the time, did you win? It's the bottom line. And there's a lot of pressure with that, and that's where it started for for me was, you know, this whole idea of did you win? And we all like to win. As Americans, we love to win, and we think about winning because it's everything. We want to win. We want to economically, financially. We want our kids to win. Uh, you know, there's a sociologist that did a study about you know elections nationwide. And basically, he came up with this, 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 this evidence in this study that Americans don't necessarily vote all the time for the best leader. good chunk of voters don't vote for the best leader. You know who they vote for? Who they think will win. That's how bad it gets. You know, and it's, it's, it's whatever. At, at, you know, we want to win in military conflicts. We want to win in the Olympics. We want to win at Everything. And even in friendships and relationships, we want to win. And we hate losing so bad that we came up with this phrase. We invented it. It's called win-win. It's not win or lose. It's win-win. You know, we don't like losing, so we don't want anyone to lose. So in our kids' sports, when they're little, they didn't do this when I was little, but they do it now, they don't keep score. It's not keep score. Who cares what the score is? It's all about the game. Right, play the game. It doesn't matter who wins, and guess what else? Everybody gets a trophy. See, and we hate people to lose, so we avoid it altogether. We do it at work, you know. People, your boss comes in and say, "Hey, we're at the bottom of the competitive, but it's a win-win. You know, it's all good. We're we're winners. You're a winner. Uh, We gotta, we gotta let you go, but you're a winner." And here's where it comes down when it comes to Christianity. Sometimes following Jesus feels like choosing to lose. And you guys that follow Jesus, seriously, you know what I'm talking about. See, because when you line up with your friends at school, and, and it comes down to, hey, let's go do this. And you go, no, no, I can't do that. That, that, that. that doesn't go with me morally. You know, uh, for, for some of you young women... When a guy, you know, is is you know proposing to you, asking you, and you go, no, I can't do that, and you lose the relationship because you don't want to cross that line in your sexuality. You're like, no, I don't do that. But the feeling afterward feels like what? Did you feel like you won? No, you feel like you're losing. And and that's the whole thing with this this idea. That sometimes it feels like losing. You know, when it comes to financial dealings. You know, people cheat on their taxes, and you're, you're a Christian, and you don't want to cheat on your taxes, so you do the right thing, but it costs you money. You, they offer you a, a, a promotion, a job transfer, but you know if you take the promotion, what happens? That you're going to have to spend less time with your family. You may have to move. You may have to make choices, and so when you make those choices, it feels like losing if you're a college student. You get a group of friends, and they all have old tests and so instead of doing all the hard work and studying for the test they just look at the exams and they go hey you want some old exams because then you could study less no you say no I'm gonna go to the library and study it feels like people who don't follow Jesus have an unfair advantage and they win and we as followers of Jesus it feels like we're losing Jesus was very upfront about this very very upfront he didn't hide it He didn't didn't keep it under wraps. In all four Gospels, he talked about this idea of losing. And it's it's, it's huge. And it's important for us to embrace it, even though we want to skip it. But I think it's going to help us understand something really significant. So how this whole thing started was a conversation that Jesus was having with his disciples. And he asked them, he says, who do people say the Son of Man is? They say, well, he's the prophet, uh, you know, the prophet Elijah, or he's like John the Baptist resurrected. And he said, what about you guys? Who do you say I am? And Peter spoke up. He rose his hand. And Peter said, Jesus, you are the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the chosen one, the king of kings. And you were prophesied about thousands of years ago. And so here's the conversation. And so Jesus paused and said, you're right, Peter. This is how it's going to go down. And so Peter's feeling pretty good about his answer. But Jesus understands something, guys, that something had to happen in order for them to win. And so he goes a totally different direction, and he tells them this in Mark 8, verse 31. He says, he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after... After three days he was rise again. This doesn't sound like winning to you, does it? Imagine the apostles. Jesus, you're the king. You rock. We're going to win. You're going to be the one. We're right behind you. Does this sound like winning? It doesn't. So you can imagine the apostles, the price tag of following Jesus just went up tenfold. So Peter... Jesus was very frank. He spoke frankly and plainly about it. But Peter took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus. Whoa, that's courageous. I think Peter thought he was doing the right thing here. Because Jesus, maybe he was having a bad day and he was, you know, feeling like, hey, this thing's not going to go well, and there's some trouble going on. And so Peter says, hey, I got to put you in check, Jesus. Jesus, we're not going to lose. I'm not going to let you lose. You're a winner, Jesus. I'm a winner. I'm following you. My plan since the beginning of following you was to win. So he challenges Jesus. Now, look what Jesus says. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, so he's having a private conversation with Peter And he looks over to the disciples and says, hey, I got to include these guys in this conversation because I think they're feeling the same way. And look what he says. He rebuked Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan. Wow. He said, you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Peter, you're concerned about you. You're concerned about human concerns and I'm, and I'm concerned about God's concerns. This is strong. This seems really strong to me. If I were Peter, it'd feel pretty strong. Why do you think Jesus was so strong with Peter? Because this is a big deal, guys. There's a lot at stake. This win is so significant. A lot of people's lives and families and futures are going to depend on this win or this loss. So let me break it down for you. This two things, concerns of God and concerns of man. You know, you think about it. There's two types. And Peter was concerned about human concerns. What are human concerns? What do we like to do? We like to win. We like to win all the time. And we like to win in the little things. What's God concerned about? You think He's not concerned about winning? Yeah, I think He is. But see, God's concerned about the big wins, not the little wins, the big wins. And you and I get lost in the little wins. And we want it here, and we want it now, and we want victory, we want pleasure, we want to fit in, we want everything to go well with us right now. See, that's a human way of thinking. God is thinking of your win in the big sense. You think God's not concerned with how hard it is sometimes for us to lose friends, relationships, promotions, job opportunities? financially, time, sleep. You think God's not concerned with that? Yeah, he is. But he has a greater concern. The big win for all of us. And here's the thing, and I know, guys, some, some of you guys are feeling this. Ra- following Jesus raises concerns. And I remember the day that I decided to follow Jesus, I was concerned. You know what I was concerned about? How are people going to treat me from now on? The risk of being rejected, the risk of not being accepted. How's this going to affect me and my future? See, because I'm not going to be able to choose all the time. I'm going to have to involve Jesus in the conversation about my future. You know, things like, you know, uh, opportunities, future opportunities. How's this going to work out for me? And I believe that some of you who are here as guests today, this may be the reason why you never decided to follow Jesus in the first place. Because following Jesus meant huge concerns. It meant losing. And I don't want to lose. I don't want to be a loser. And if that's what following Jesus means, I'm not sure I want to do it. And, you know, this is something we've got to embrace. And here's the thing you've got to understand. When Jesus was talking about the sacrifice that he had to make, Jesus knew that in order for them to win, he was going to have to lose. And Jesus' loss meant immeasurable gain for them and the rest of the world. And guess who else? Us. So if Jesus hadn't lost, would we win? Would they win? And so that's why we have to think long and hard about winning and losing and sometimes we have to choose to lose and so Jesus in this moment with his disciples he said hey I got a, I got a sermon coming on so let me pull the crowd together there was always a crowd around Jesus then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and he said this whoever wants to be my disciple must do what deny himself we know what that's like right some of you had to do it this morning okay deny yourself and take up their cross and follow me. This was not jewelry to people in his audience. This was not a religious symbol to people in the first century. They knew exactly what Jesus was talking about. Some of them who were going to follow Jesus had to be willing to give up everything. And the everything is your life. You have to be willing to to maybe give up your life to follow Jesus. This is heavy. And and just so you guys know, this was not something that Jesus skipped over or avoided. All four Gospels talk about it. This very verse, all four Gospels, and Matthew and Luke mention it twice. That's how important. Jesus didn't want anybody to, you know, oh, well, I like Jesus, and oops, surprise. No, 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 this is up front. Up front and clear. Really, really clear. This is what it's going to take. And then he goes on and says, this is our our verse for the whole series. For whoever wants to save his life, save their life, will do what? Will lose. And whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. Jesus knew this was a big deal. And you and I, if we stop and think, we realize... This is a big, huge deal. And it's not like it is today as it was for them. Literally, life was at risk. You're not going to have to worry about being killed for your faith. Come on. And here's something we all know, even though I know you don't like losing, winning anything significant involves choosing to lose something else. Let's just take the Olympic athletes, for example. Do you know how many times they lose in order just to compete, just to compete in the Olympics? Never, not even mentioning the gold, silver, bronze medal winners. Just to compete. Do you know how many times they have to lose in order to get there? And nobody, no athlete starts from the day he was born and starts practicing. They, they just don't go and win, 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 win. You know? You lose a lot. See, they don't get to go out and have dessert like everybody else. They don't get to have the double-stuffed Oreo cookie dipped with white frosting. They don't get to do that. And you know what else Olympic athletes know? When they're in pain, they have to push through the pain. Because winning in the long run is more important. And you know this. You know this big time. You know, because some of you know that when you're in an argument with somebody you care about and you know you're right, you got, I think I'd rather lose the argument and preserve the relationship. Some of you have been offered a promotion to, you know, get more pay and a better job, but you know the price tag is your family and your marriage, and you say, mm, I'm not going to do that because this win is more important. Some of you in your sexuality, you've decided to abstain and to go a different direction, maybe date somebody of a different moral system who may not be as cute, may not be as rich, may not be as well-to-do. You've had to make the decision that I'm going to date somebody else because winning in the long run is more important than in the short run. Anything significant, this country is built on people who are willing to lay down their lives and lose their life so we could win. We know this, but we don't think about it, and we avoid losing. And so in the moment of choice, in the moment of choice, it feels like we're losing when we do the right thing. Doesn't it? When you make that choice to do the right thing, it feels like losing. There are people in this room They had to make hard choices, and let me tell you, they're right in the middle of it right now. I'm a loser for making the right choice, for doing the right thing. I feel the way I feel. I lost the job. I lost the relationship. I lost the opportunity. In the moment of choice, you have to bump up against the feeling of losing. And Some of you don't like that feeling, and you avoid losing, but here's the deal. You know this. I want us to take another look at a video of a job opportunity that was made available to a lot of people. So if you could turn the sound back on. Let's watch this video and see what it takes to get some jobs in our society. Let's watch.
1: Just give me one second. Thank you, sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Two minutes, thank you. Hi, good afternoon, sorry about that. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Have you ever done one of these interviews over the camera before? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job. It's sort of probably the most important job. Uh, The title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are... Are really quite extensive Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility this job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time Uh, constantly on your feet constantly bending over constantly exerting yourself a high level of stamina uh uh okay that's a lot for how many like For how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a
0: chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah?
1: Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is is that even legal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, so like no lunch? You can have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Uh... I think that's a little intense. No. no, not possible. That's crazy. Now this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night being able to work in a chaotic environment if you if you had a life we'd ask you to sort of give that life up no vacations in fact Thanksgiving Christmas New Year's and holidays the workload is going to go up and we demand that with with a happy disposition uh that's almost cruel <laughs> that's almost uh, a very very sick twisted joke but when there's time to sleep or oh no time to sleep yeah, all-encompassing, all almost. That's exactly right. 365 days a year? Yes. No, that's that's inhumane. That's, that's very insane. The meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is going to pay absolutely nothing. Excuse
0: me? No.
1: Nobody's doing that for free? Yeah, pro bono, completely for free. <laughs> no! What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Moms. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And they meet every requirement, don't they? Oh, my God.
0: Moms
1: are the best! Yeah, there's no pay, they're 24 hours, they're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. My mom is just awesome. She's awesome.
0: Pretty intense, isn't it? Now, you know this. You know this. To bring you into this world, to get you where you were, what did mom have to choose to do? A lot. Lose. And if some of you are going to be a mom and a good mom, guess what you're going to have to choose to do? And see, we get this in the real world, right? We get it. But what happens when parents don't choose to lose? What happens when mom doesn't choose? to lose and chooses to win, and so she leaves the responsibility to who? See, because not for everybody Mother's Day is this wonderful day where, oh, I got this warm feeling. No, there's some people out there that they don't have a great feeling on Mother's Day and much less on Father's Day because mom and dad decided to go out and have a good time. And I'm not trying to lay a guilt trip on anybody, but I'm just saying This is rampant in our society and some of you don't even realize right now you're setting yourself up to be that type of mom, that type of dad because you want to win all the time. See, you want it now. You don't realize the stakes are so high and what it took to get you where you are. This is huge. And I want you guys to understand, it's not just moms. Our ministry, our church, the church of Jesus Christ, not only here, all over the world, the church, this ministry is built on people who choose to lose. Our teachers this morning, Mike already mentioned some of it, so I won't go through it, but man, we got a lot of great people. They get here early on Saturday morning. And it's a lot to ask some of you to get here at 9.45. And I'm talking to the members. If you're a guest, you come whenever you want. You got VIP status. But let me, let me say this to some of you guys who have decided. You decided. You decided to follow Jesus. You believed in the mission. You believed in the cause. You believed in the future and what your life was going to mean to other people. And when it came to the moment and the feeling of losing, you said, man, mm, I'm tired of losing. And you back out. And let me tell you something. It's not just about you. Why do moms lose? Because they understand this life that God has given me is counting on me to lose so they can win not just about you and me it's about other people Jesus knew that he understood it and let's be honest guys everybody loses we all lose you think by winning now you're gonna win later no just the opposite some of you are in this room today you are down the road in life You look back at your life and you say, "Mm, I wish I could have made a better choice. I wish I would have chose to lose back then because right now in my life, I'm losing big time. My life is coming unraveled because I chose to win then. But now, and let me tell you, the loss now is unbearable. Everybody loses so, here's the question for today, and I I just, you think about this all week. This is what I want you to think about, this is what we're going to be talking about for the next three weeks. It's so important, guys. It's so important. What will you choose to lose? I believe you owe it to yourself to know what you're choosing, right? Don't go through life just blindly going, oh yeah, I'm going to choose to do this, and I'm going to choose this, and that, and the other. You owe it to yourself to know what's at stake. Shouldn't you know? What's your choosing? What's at stake? You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the people who are depending on you. To let them know. And the other thing here is, you know, all of us wish we could do things differently but you have the opportunity today, you have the opportunity this week to make some choices, some good ones. And the choice may be not winning now, so that you could win later. Remember your parents told you, remember? If you study hard now, later you'll have more opportunities. How did it feel when you had to stay home and do your homework when all the rest of the kids were out playing? And maybe some of you were the kids out playing and I get that. But some of that stuff came true, didn't it? You applied yourself and look what happened. You know it's true. So why not really weigh in on what we're talking about? And so what will you choose to lose? What, what are you gonna, what do you go, and 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 you know, when we all bump up against that feeling and I'm not sure, and choosing to follow Jesus means I lose and, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure God understands. Let me help you. This is what I believe God, your heavenly father, would say to you. Listen, if you choose to lose now you're going to win big time later. Not only are you going to win, people associated with you are going to have the opportunity to win. And they will be eternally grateful to you and what you've done. So you owe it. And so I want to encourage us to get our eyes off the little wins and start thinking about the big wins. And only you know what those are. And just so you know, Jesus understands this conflict, really does understand this conflict. In fact, I want to take you to a verse where it really spells out Jesus knew exactly what it feels like to bump up against that emotion of, man, I don't feel like I'm winning here. I feel like I'm losing. See, right before Jesus was going to be crucified, he was arrested. But before he was arrested that night, he prayed a prayer for three hours. And we get a picture of what was going on inside of Jesus. Look what it says here in Luke, or actually Matthew 26, verse 39. It says, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup not be, may it be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Do you think Jesus already knew that he was going to lose? Yeah. He had already decided. He prophesied about it. But see, as you get closer and as he got closer to the reality of what it was going to be like, the emotion, the feeling, the detail of how they were going to torture him and how he was going to be even possibly separated from His heavenly Father, who He had never been separated from. See, the reality, the detail made Jesus feel, hey, I'm willing to lose, but not like this. This is a much bigger loss. I didn't realize that it was going to involve this much. Aren't you glad that Jesus said this last phrase right here? Yet not as I will, but as you will. See, because in your moment of most need, in the moment that you're going to need God, the worst in your life, when you are on your knees and you're saying, God, help me, I can't get out of this situation, guess, guess who's going to come to the rescue. And thank Jesus that he said, I choose to lose in that moment of hardship, and he wrestled with it. So Jesus understands your challenge in high school, college, parents, children, your career. He understands. But do you understand? Do you understand what's at stake? See, because this is big, guys. This is so big. We have no idea. But all I know is, thank you, Jesus, for choosing to lose. So the question is, what will you choose? And I want to encourage you, go through and, and, and just do an inventory of your life. What are some areas that you're making decisions to win in now? that could cause you to lose later? And what are some areas that you could choose to lose in now that could cause you to win later? And I want some of you who are disciples and followers of Jesus, you're going to have to reevaluate where you stand. Because some of you are winning a lot. It's a lot to ask you to lose anything. And that's concerning to me. See, because I know how this is going to play out. I know how it's going to work. You're going to come to me. You're going to come to one of the elders. You're going to say, man, I messed up, and I wish I'd I'd done. See, there's so much at stake. And it's not just about you, brother, sister. It's not just about you. See, it's about the people around you. Because you're deciding to win now in half-step Christianity, half-step your devotion to Jesus and his body. Other people aren't going to have the opportunity to know about Jesus because you don't want to lose. You want to win-win. Let's be honest today. All right? This challenges me. But I want to embrace it. Guys, I want to lose. I want to lose so that others can win. What you did last week when you gave... You lost, but others are going to win. Jesus, Jesus lost. We win. We win. I want to win. God, here's the deal. God wants you to win. He really does. And if this doesn't prove it to you, I don't know. But you've got to play. You've got to work with it. So well, let's pray for the community. Our Father God in heaven, we are so, so grateful because this falls on really, really challenging ground for some of us. For me, it does. God, forgive me for the times that I choose to win instead of lose. Forgive me for my selfishness, for my pride. Forgive me, God, for putting me first when I should put you and others before me. Father, I pray that today you'll help each one of us to start fresh. God, help us to open our eyes and realize what's at stake. Help us not to be afraid of losing, but to embrace it. Help us to be men and women of courage. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for this time that we can celebrate. Jesus lost his body and his blood. He poured on everything so we could win. Bless this communion. And bless our choice. That we won't be afraid of the feeling. And thank you, God, that we get to lose for you and for others so that they can win and you can win. We love you. Bless this communion. It's in Jesus' name we pray.